Alrighty, welcome back to the Fit Ish Project with your host, Lathan Bass. Getting back into the routine of getting a podcast in every week. Good to be back, enjoying making these, putting these out, you know, providing some insight and you know, some nuggets to help you guys along on your fitness journey. Um, and with this one, getting right into it, uh, this one is going to be about three fitness habits that have helped me lose and sustain 100 pounds. Because one thing that I think about quite a bit is how can we make health and fitness simpler? You know, how can we get more people to prioritize their health and fitness and ultimately live happier lives, have more energy, be more fit, like what they see in the mirror, have less pain, all that stuff. Because, you know, when you look around, there's a lot of issues, a lot of health issues, um, a lot of people who are unhappy. And I know that fitness can be a really great tool to help improve a lot of those things. So it's something that I think about often. And so I was kind of thinking about, you know, a topic of what could I talk about that is fairly simple, not too hard to apply and could help a lot of people. So I started thinking about, you know, my own story and my own journey and started thinking about, you know, I've been at this for over like seven years now since I really started like diving into health and fitness and losing the weight and being more fit and really prioritizing my health. And so I started thinking about like, if there was three things that I could share that have helped me that I've really focused on, like what would those three things be? So that's exactly what I'm going to talk about within this episode. There are three pretty fairly simple habits, but they can have a huge impact on your health. And on top of that, we're also going to talk about how you can actually implement those things because information is good. You know, once you know better, you can do better, but unless you actually apply the information, it doesn't do a whole lot of good, which is where I think a lot of health information falls short is that application piece. It's, that's usually where the, the disconnect is. So we're going to talk about what these three habits are, and then also how you can actually apply those into your life starting today. So I wanted to start this out with just talking about, you know, my past just a little bit, just because um, I think sometimes people, you know, they see me now and they see me lost weight, really into fitness, knows quite a bit about, you know, nutrition and health and all that stuff. But you have to understand that I have not always been into health and fitness. And I mean, for the first half of my life, I didn't know a single thing about what it meant to be healthy. I mean, it wasn't even a thought in my little head as a youngster, like about health or, you know, things I needed to do to feel better or anything like that. You know, now we have a better idea of what things we need to be doing, you know, because of social media and our access to all the information that we have out there. You know, today there's honestly probably too much information out there and can be a little confusing and stuff. But like back then when I was a kid, like there wasn't a ton of social media stuff. Like I didn't know anything about, you know, being healthy or how to get fit or any of that kind of stuff. But now we have access to that. So that helps us a little bit. But again, as I talked about in the intro to this, the application part is where a lot of us struggle. So we're gonna talk a little bit about that and how we can actually apply some of these fitness concepts because that is where the magic happens. If you don't do the work, then you don't really you know, get the results. And obviously, if you're listening to this, then you're interested in improving your fitness, you know, looking better, feeling better, all that good stuff. So as I said, a lot of you guys, you know you know my, my background story a little bit. You know, I was overweight pretty much my whole life, my entire childhood. I weighed over 100 pounds in the first grade. So I was a big kid, you know, continued to get bigger throughout elementary school, middle school. Like I said, I didn't really have any 
background or any knowledge about eating healthy, about living healthy, anything like that. You know, I was a pretty active kid, but outside of that, like, especially on the food side of things, I just ate whatever tasted good. And then I get to, you know, around sixth grade where I continue to get bigger and bigger. I weighed over 230 pounds in sixth grade, which is pretty dang big. Didn't really know a whole lot. My diet was comprised of a lot of highly processed foods. You know, some of my favorites were, you know, fruit snacks, Hawaiian punch, tons of pop, pop tarts. Cereal was probably my favorite food back then, mac and cheese, all that kind of stuff. So you can see not a ton of nutrition in there, not a ton of high quality foods going on in there. And you can see why I was, you know, probably overweight for most of my childhood. And then I went on my first diet when I was 15. And that was kind of my first aha moment where I realized that I could control a little bit um, how my body looked and how I felt and even how I could perform. Because when it came to sports and stuff, that was the original reason that I wanted to lose weight was so that I could be a better athlete. And I lost about 35 pounds, 40 pounds when I went on my first diet and saw pretty big changes within you know the way I looked, my physique, how I could compete on the basketball court, football field. And again, it was just a huge, like, mind-blowing moment for me because I realized the things that I was eating and, you know, the actions that I was doing could have a major impact on, you know, my health in general and how I looked and how I performed and all that stuff. You know, and thinking back to, you know, going on my first diet when I was 15, I think about that quite a bit now because, like, if I hadn't have done that, then I don't really know, you know, how long it would have taken me to really understand, like, that fitness could be such a, you know, impactful tool on my life and not just from like the physical standpoint, but from the mental standpoint, you know, the confidence that I gained, like all that kind of stuff. And so that's why I really try to encourage people to, you know, give fitness a shot and make it a priority because I know that it can be that tool. You know, I know there's a lot of people who are unhappy. There's a lot of people who want to make changes. And uh, unless you give things a try and actually go for them, you're never really going to know what's actually out there and what can work for you. Fitness, again, can be that tool that, you know, it may start as something where, you know, you want to lose weight or build muscle or lose fat, but then you quickly notice all the other benefits that it starts to have within other parts of your life. And you realize just how big of a thing that it can be. But obviously, you know, it's something that you have to commit to. It takes time. You have to be willing to fail at some things, to be bad at some things for a while, and just understand that it's not something that's going to happen overnight. But if you're willing to do that, then, you know, you can make your own transformation and have your own aha moments where things just really click and then you start to move in the right direction. So I was recently on a walk. You know, I live in Iowa, so it's starting to it's fall now. It's starting to get a little bit colder, but still trying to get out, you know, in the mornings and in the evenings and get some steps in. And a lot of times when I'm on my walks, I think about health and fitness, which probably doesn't surprise you, but um, it's just something that I think about quite a bit. Because as I stated, you know, there's a lot of people who are just generally unhappy and not really happy where they are physically, mentally, all that kind of stuff. And as I said, I know fitness can be such a great tool to help people progress and get happier and change their lives and things like that. So I try to think a lot about, you know, how can we make health and fitness concepts easier for more people to understand? Because the fact of the matter is, is that, you know, there's a lot of people who are fairly unhealthy right now, Um, you know. In the U.S. alone, there's over 50% of the people are overweight or obese. Um, There's a lot of people who aren't, you know, metabolically healthy. I think there's like 10 to 15% of people are actually metabolically healthy and fit, um, which is obviously not a great thing either. 
and there's a lot of reasons for that, a lot of factors for, for that. But again, I try to think about how can we make these fitness concepts simple and how can we make these things more convenient so that more people can do them? Because one thing that I know about human nature and about humans in general is that we like convenience, myself included. I mean, when you think about all the ways that our life has gotten more convenient, you know, things like Uber Eats, if you ever use that, if you use Netflix, if you use a smartphone, then you are one of those people who enjoys convenience. Um, it makes our life easier, creates less friction within our lives, and, you know, things are just a little more simple when we have those things. So again, when I think about health, when I think about fitness, when I think about nutrition, I try to think about it from a lens of how can we create like less friction and how can we make these things more convenient. Now, in reality, you know, it's not always possible to make things, you know, super easy or super simple. And because change itself is challenging and hard. But I think there's a lot of times where we overcomplicate things and maybe we focus on the wrong things. And there is some ways that we can make the process a little bit better. So that's what this podcast is going to be about. Basically, three habits that I have used to lose 100 pounds, but not only lose 100 pounds, things that I have done for the past five, six, seven years that I focused on that have really helped to just help me sustain that weight, but also just be a healthier, more fit individual. Um, so with that being said, we will get right into number one. So again, three things that I focus on, basically, regardless of whatever kind of period of life I'm in, whatever kind of goal I have, these are things that I'm pretty much always like, they're always on my list of things that I focus on, like, whether I'm dieting, whether I'm trying to gain strength, gain muscle, whether I'm you know, traveling, like whatever the case may be, these are three things that I pretty much always focus on. So these are kind of like non-negotiable health type habits that have really helped me. So um, that first one is, is getting 10,000 steps per day. Now the, the 10,000 number isn't super important. I think the science says like anywhere between eight to 12,000 is where we get like a considerable amount of those benefits. But like, if you're somebody who only gets, you know, two, three, 4,000, like getting, you know, five or 6,000, getting a little bit more than that is obviously going to help, you know, increase your health and be a good thing too. So it's not necessarily about hitting that 10,000 mark, although that's like my particular goal. As long as you're continuing to get more active and increase that physical activity, you're going to see some of those benefits. And um, speaking of some of the benefits, obviously, we know that walking is a good thing. Um, we know that walking more is associated with living longer lives and reducing all cause mortality. You know, so people that walk more on average typically live longer lives. That's a good thing. But not only that, they also increase the quality of your life. So you're not just living longer. You're not just living more years, but you're actually able to get more out of those years. Because when you think about, you know, older people who can't really move super independently, they typically die earlier in life. And I would bet they probably don't have as enjoyable of a life as someone their age who can move around on their own. Um, you know, there's so many everyday things that if you can't do, if you can't move around independently, just kind of take the quality of your life down a little bit. And this is something that I think about, you know, I've been traveling a lot lately, and especially over the summer. And like, when I go through the airport, and I see, you know, tons of people getting pushed around on carts. And I know that like, obviously, some of these people, you know, they have, whether it's surgeries, or, you know, other health issues that they don't really have a ton of control over. But there's just a lot of people, you know, a lot of people who don't even look that old, or, you know, don't look like they have ton of problems just from, you know, glancing at them and they're getting pushed around in these carts. And that's just like one example of like, you know, not being able to get around the airport, not being able to get around your house, go up your stairs, things like that. So as you get older, it's important to make sure that you continue to move, 
you know, continue to keep those abilities so that you can have a better quality of life. And I know, you know, a lot of the listeners, a lot of you guys that listen to this podcast aren't, you know, super old, you know, you're, you're younger, like myself, but you know, it's important to implement those habits now. So as you continue to get older, those those type of things don't sneak up on you. And you can also just reap the benefits today, as well as down the road. You know, and again, some of the some of the benefits of walking include things like increasing your bone health, increasing your joint health, weight management, increasing your cardiovascular health, all things that are pretty important, especially as we continue to age. And then right along with that, you know, tons of mental and cognitive type of benefits too, just with like improving mood, uh, reducing anxiety and depression symptoms, which is a huge one. And there continues to be more information and more science coming out around that, which is really, really cool. And if you think about it, if you've ever gone like for a walk when you've been angry or stressed or nervous or whatever kind of emotion that you have, it's always a good way to just kind of reset yourself. And it may not necessarily always solve your exact problem, but you never really come back feeling worse after you go out, move your body a little bit, get a little walk in, clear your head, just puts you in a better mindset. And frankly, I think, you know, if you're in a better mindset, it's probably going to you know, help you attack that issue that you're struggling with, whatever emotion that you're handling or whatever problem that you have. Um, it's going to help you just put you in a better mindset in order to handle that situation. Um, it's good for things like problem solving, creativity. And it's also even associated with reduced risk of cognitive decline, which is, again, something that you know continues to rise here in the U.S. Tons of good benefits there um, with the physical, the mental, the cognitive. But one of my favorite things about walking is just the psychological benefit of just focusing on something like walking. You know, it's something that almost everybody can do. It's super accessible, meaning you can do it pretty much anywhere. It can be fit into your day in such a natural way. Um, like, whereas something like, you know, working out, you have to really schedule time, you have to pack your gym bag, you have to go to the gym, you have to shower, all those things can create a little bit more of a barrier in your schedule. But something like walking, like you can just get up, walk around your house, walk around your office, go walk around the block, like, it's super, super easy. There's such a low barrier to entry. So it makes it easy to just kind of mold that into your natural life. And just get more movement within your day, which again, is going to have all those benefits. But like I was saying, you know, focusing on walking uh, more is just a great reminder to help you pick up or focus on other healthy habits. So I've noticed like with myself, when I'm really focusing on getting my steps, like it forces me to think about other healthy behaviors too, because if I'm going in, you know, I'm making an, a point, I'm making an emphasis to really get my steps in, I'm going to think about other healthy habits, like, you know, eat more fruits or vegetables, drink more water, eating a little bit more protein, eat more foods, just exercising in general. Just by focusing on, you know, that that one thing, it can help you start to push you in the right direction and start thinking about other healthy behaviors. I kind of compare it to it's similar to like if you get a new hobby and, you know, you start thinking about that hobby more often. Let's say you pick up something like you know pickleball has been really popular. I've had some friends who have started playing pickleball seem to really blow up lately. Uh, maybe like once you start playing pickleball, you start to notice things that remind you of playing pickleball. Maybe you get on social media and you, you know, scroll past some pickleball things and you start to see more on your feed. And maybe like you start talking to your friends about pickleball or you go to the store and you, you know, see pickleball equipment and you drive past the road and you see a pickleball court. Like those things just start to stick out to you because it's something that you're thinking about and it just starts to kind of reinforce that certain that certain hobby and why you like it and it starts to just become more of a part of you. And that's kind of how I've felt and that's what I've seen with 
know, encouraging people to get more steps in and to make walking, you know, one of their kind of cornerstone habits. It just starts to create healthier behaviors, not only through walking, but also by association of walking, which is a healthy behavior. You start to do some of those other behaviors that are also healthy, which is a really, really good thing. Getting to number two. So number one is walking. That is something that I always try to strive for. You know, again, for me, it's that that 10,000 steps per day. But again, if you're getting in that eight to 12,000 range or just continuing to progress and get more than you're getting, if you're on the low end and you're not getting up to that eight to 12,000, if you're just continuing to progress, that's a good thing too. So walking is that number one habit. Uh, number two is focus on getting protein. If you follow me on social media, it's probably no surprise. I talk about protein all the time, and there is good reason for that. When it comes to food, there's just so many people have opinions, and there's so many different like rules and recommendations out there, like eat this or don't eat this. And again, all that over information can just be really confusing. So um, I found that by focusing on just a few things, it can help clear up some of that confusion. And so picking something like protein as your main focus can really simplify and cut out a bunch of the extra stuff. And what I mean by that is once you start focusing on something like protein, you don't think about all the other little things that you, you know, like carbs and fats and eat this food or eat that food. Like you're just strictly thinking about protein, getting more protein. And by doing that, you're automatically just going to cut some of that other stuff out. And I'll explain that a little bit more here in a second. But one of the nice things about focusing on protein just like with walking is that protein is something that you can focus on no matter what your particular goal is. So whether you're focused on losing fat, whether you're focused on gaining muscle, whether you're focused on just maintaining, protein is important and it's beneficial. So it's something that you can focus on literally all the time. Whether you are the person who is like preparing the food, uh, maybe you're going out to eat, um, maybe you're eating with somebody else, like it's very easy to just focus on protein. Whereas like, some other diets might be pretty difficult to follow, like in some of those certain situations, like when you're going out to eat, like if you have, you know, if you're following the keto diet, well, you don't have a ton of options. But if you're just focusing on protein, well, then you just pick something on the menu that's high in protein and you're good to go. So again, it's one of those rules that's pretty easy to follow. And like I said, it's something that you can't always do with some of those like stricter diets or stricter food rules. Whereas like just focusing on protein is something that you can do pretty much all the time which again, makes it easy to get into a better habit of doing it. You're more consistent with it. And it's just something easy that you can focus on that you know is going to bring you some good benefits. And then like I was saying, so secondly, when you start focusing on protein, you'll notice that you start to limit, eliminate a lot of the things that you really don't need. So getting the right amount of protein, it takes a little bit of effort, takes a little bit of planning. So it just kind of brings more awareness to your food choices, which will typically lead to eating healthier in general. There's, you know, studies around this as well. So people who are more aware and watch their food choices a little bit more typically just eat less calories in general. And that's probably not a surprise. Uh, but again, when you're focusing on getting the right amount of protein, it's a decent amount, you know, because you should be shooting anywhere between like 0.6 grams to about a gram per pound of body weight. So if you weigh, let's just take me for example, I weigh 210 pounds right now, I shoot for about 200 grams of protein, which is a decent amount of protein, especially if you're somebody who's never prioritized protein. If it's something that you've never really focused on, then you, that will seem like a ton. And you'll notice like when you start eating that stuff, you don't really have a ton of room for a bunch of the other stuff, like, you know, all the stuff that may not be quite as healthy. And that stuff just kind of starts to 
you know, weed itself out, which again, just makes you eat less calories, you're eating higher quality foods, you're getting good protein. And so again, it leads to you know, being more fit, losing fat, building muscle, all that good stuff. Probably also notice too, like if you're somebody who has ever prioritized protein, um, you'll notice that you're a little bit less hungry and you probably stay full for a little bit longer. Because if you've ever, I'll give you an example here. So like if you're eating, let's say you're eating like pasta or rice, like you probably, if you're like me, like most people out there, you can just chow down those carbs like it's nobody's business. Like if there's just spaghetti and like just sauce in there or just like some rice and some vegetables, like it's super easy to eat a ton of that stuff. But when you throw in some protein in there, like you throw in some, you know, some chicken or some meat or something like that, you can't eat quite as much. And that's because you're taking in more protein. It's a little bit more filling, it's a little bit more satiating. And again, when you add in that protein, you're going to naturally eat a little bit less calories. Plus you're getting that protein, which is good for you know, building and retaining that muscle, which is a good thing. Eating enough protein is also going to help with controlling those hunger cravings and again, staying full longer, which is a good thing. Like another example too, like if you're eating, you know, a high protein breakfast versus not, you'll probably notice how much earlier in the day that you get hungry. So for example, if you've ever had like, you know, a pastry or like a donut or you know, something like that, that doesn't have a ton of protein in it, you'll probably notice that you get hungry fairly quickly after having that, like, you know, a couple hours later and you're hungry, you're ready for your next meal. But if you have a meal that has high protein, whether it's like, you, know, you start your day off with like an omelet or, you know, some protein shake or like some protein oats or something like that, you'll notice that you typically don't get hungry nearly as quickly when you have a little bit of protein. So incorporating more protein, eating more protein on a regular basis, you'll notice that you're just less hungry, which again, is going to help you eat less calories, which is, you know, typically a good thing for most people and their goals. So Again, protein is number two, a lot of benefits from that. So we have walking and we have focusing on protein and then getting into this third one, this third kind of cornerstone habit, this non-negotiable habit that I try to focus on all the time. And one that I see great benefit from other people focusing on is strength training and not even more so strength training, but just having a workout routine. So for me, my workout routine is I try to get in at least four workouts per week. I try to lift four times, get in the gym four times. And I've found that for me, when I do this, you know, work out four days a week, it allows for plenty of rest and recovery. You know, I can get in there pretty regularly, even during like my busiest weeks, I can still get in four days in the gym. Like even when I'm traveling, I can typically find a way to get four workouts in, even if I'm not getting in the gym, like if I go work out outside or you know, do a home workout or something like that, four days in a week is very doable. Obviously, if you aren't used to working out, consistently, then you're going to want to start lower with, you know, two or three days per week. You can do this until it becomes a habit. And it just kind of seems like part of your natural schedule. Because remember, we like convenience and we like getting to a point where, you know, it no longer feels like a huge chore to work out, you know, two, three, four times a week. So once you can get to that point, that's a huge win. Um, but obviously, like if you haven't been doing it, you know, if you haven't been consistent with working out four times a week, is probably going to seem like a lot. So start off on that lower end, work that into your schedule, create that good habit, and then you can always bump it up, you know, three times a week and then four times a week if that's what you want. But it's not necessarily even that you have to get up to four times a week. But, you know, if you're consistently working out two, three times a week, that's also you know, a huge win as well. So obviously, you know, when it comes to working out, there's a lot of benefits, you know, building muscle, better mental health, stronger bones, better mobility, um, you know, more energy, 
all that good stuff. You know, you're going to feel better, you're going to look better, and you're generally just a more happy and more confident person. I started working out, you know, for the physical benefits to lose 100 pounds and, you know, that whole thing. But now I work out just as much for all the mental benefits as I do for the physical, because I notice there's a huge difference. If I go too many days without working out, without, you know, exerting myself, without exercising, like I'm just a different person. I'm not nearly as happy, probably not as fun to be around. I'm not in as good of a mood. So getting that as a normal part of your routine can just have so many benefits just from a physical standpoint, but even from that that mental standpoint as well. And the cool thing about it is when you really break it down, like working out four times per week or two to four times per week is literally less than 2% of your entire week. So there's 168 hours in a week and working out two to four times a week is literally less than 2% of that time. So I know that, you know, a lot of us were busy. It's easy to skip over our workouts, but when you work out, it's going to make you a better person. It's going to make you more efficient at your job. It's going to make you better with your relationships. It's going to just help in all those different areas of your life. So it's something that I've personally found with myself and with the people that I get to work with that making that a priority is such a huge thing and is going to help in so many different areas of your life. So if you're going to cut corners, don't do it with working out. Find somewhere else where you can cut corners because that, again, is going to be one of the best and quickest tools that you can use in order to benefit yourself now, but also to, you know, just continue to progress and change your life in the future as well. You know, it's one of those things like fitness that can impact so many different areas of your life. And there's not a lot of things that I can think of where you can have that sort of impact on literally just so many different areas. Like, you know, like I said, it can make you a better father, a better mother, better spouse, a better partner makes you better at your job, like you're better at work, you have more energy, you get sick less, like you have less pain, you have more confidence, you build more discipline, you're typically in a better mood, you're less anxious and depressed, you have a stronger body, a stronger mind, like, I can't think of anything else, like, right now that you could use besides fitness, that's going to affect all those different areas at the same time, just from, you know, again, committing less than 2% of your week to that habit. And like I said, even if it's not lifting weights, if it's not getting in the gym, just find a type of exercise that you really enjoy and use that because it's it's not so much about the, you know, the strength training or lifting weights, which, you know, obviously I've talked about quite a bit that there's tons of benefits from that. And like, I would suggest, you know, getting some strength training in, obviously I'm a little biased, but like just getting some exercise in like is going to be great. If there's something that you enjoy that you know, you're going to be able to do, you know, two, three, four times a week and that. You know, is going to get you moving, get you exercising, then do that. Because movement is medicine, has so many benefits, and it can have such a huge impact on just your day-to-day life. And not only just your day-to-day life, but also, you know, your future self too. So you owe it to yourself to get out and, you know, find that time for yourself, put that work in and continue to, you know, improve yourself and grow and feel better, look better, all that stuff. So And with that, that is our three healthy habits. So just to recap a little bit, walking, protein, and some type of workout routine. Those are the three things that I have focused on, you know, for the last seven years that have helped me tremendously, even when, you know, I'm busy or when I'm stressed or, you know, things aren't going so great or whatever the case may be. Those are always three things that I try to focus on that are always in the back of my mind. I know if I can do those three things on a regular basis, 
that my fitness level is going to be at a good spot. And I'm also going to get a lot of those mental benefits as well and just be an overall better person. So so now you kind of have that easy framework of something that you can focus on at all times. Like I said, like, you know, there's tons of different things that you can think about. There's a lot of information out there. But like if you can do those three things on a consistent basis, you're going to see a lot of good benefits. So um, you can sim simplify things a little bit, cut out some of that confusion. Obviously, again, you know, there's going to be other important things that you could focus on too. like, you know, sleep is important relationships are important. Um, but when it comes to like just your basic physical mental health, like these are three super solid things that you can focus on pretty much every day. Um, and at any given period of time in your life and see really good benefit from. So with that being said, hopefully this was helpful, you know, gave you a little nugget or two, um, gave you a little information about how you can actually apply these things within your life. If you enjoyed this, I would love it if you could share this with somebody who would also enjoy this, help to continue to grow this show, continue to get it out to as many people as possible. Um, appreciate all you guys that give me a feedback, you know, leave reviews, all that good stuff. Continue to help me make this thing better. Obviously, you know, I'm still fairly new at this thing, but, you know, trying to grow this thing up and trying to just put good information out there and get more people being happier and being healthier. So that is the goal here. And you guys are the ones who help me do that. So I really appreciate that. Um, and then the last thing, if there's anyone out there who is looking for a little extra help, maybe applying some of these things. Uh, maybe, you know, you're looking to make your own physical transformation, mental transformation, all that good stuff. And you just need a little bit of help, you know, applying those things, which I said can kind of be the, the disconnect where we struggle a little bit. Um, I do have some spots open currently for coaching with this new month taking on five people this month and have had one person claim one of those spots. So still have currently four spots open. Um, so if that is you, you can check the show notes and there's a link to apply. No pressure there. It's just to apply to see if you and I are a good fit um, to see if I can help you with your goals. Because again, I don't take on people who I don't think that, you know, we can get you to your goals. So uh, if you're interested, go ahead and apply and then we'll, we'll talk. And uh, other than that, appreciate you guys listening and we will see you next week.